That is Lock and Look, man. Very, very nice chatting to Brian from Lock and Listen, guys. Catch them out all over well, the world and the country. Now, we are going straight into the smartest topic of the day. Right, now, it's a Young Planners and Designers digital publication, right? This is from the South African Cities Network. Now, in 2020, the South African Cities Network held the Young Planners and Designers competition as part of their inclusion and well-being program. Now, hashtag digital dash is a sprint across some fresh perspectives from the top nine entrants of the competition who examine what possibilities lie ahead for South African cities. You're looking at co-creating cities, sustainability, integration, and the likes. Now, I am with the program manager responsible for this work, and since it's Youth Month, I've got the one and only Miss Pelele Gobese, who is joining me for the next 30 to 45 minutes to chat about this. Spare girl, how are you doing? I am fine, Liz. Thank you so much for having me, and hello to your wonderful listeners this wonderful Saturday afternoon. Thank you so much for making the time to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started following South African Cities Network, I literally went into one of you guys' um, subsidiaries, which is the Smart Cities Network. I was just blown, you know. I was busy with, last year I was busy with a whole lot of smart cities and smart home technology stuff, just doing research, you know, because with the direction the world is going. Then I bump into um, the South African Cities Network. Now it's Youth Month, you guys have got this excellent Young and Planners Designers uh, publication that's out and then I want to talk more about um, the hashtag digital dash and the program that you are managing. Tell me more about that. So yeah, thank you for the amazing introduction. I am from the South African Cities Network. As you mentioned, we do work across a lot of exciting fields, Mm. but um, just the long and short of it is that we work very closely with um, the biggest metropolitan municipalities in the country, so including Mm. Egoruleni, city of Johannesburg, and so on. And we work together, so we learn quite a lot from them, Mm -hmm. and we also generate quite a lot of research and intelligence that is, is is aimed to make their practices better so when it comes to their delivering of services because you know the municipal or the local level is where um, you know service delivery happens you know the other levels of government are just about making policy and doing the overall overseeing but the local level are the people who are closest to communities so it's quite important to have institutions like ours uh, that that assist at the level of knowledge research so that whatever is done uh, is done so in a smart way so you yes. talk about smart cities it's not just about tech mm-hmm. but how do you um, how do you stretch limited resources especially in the time of COVID how do cities allocate whatever they do have in the best possible way and how do cities um, you mentioned youth how do cities um, make sure that young because um, cities or local governments or the municipal level is also just there's the side of service delivery which they are responsible for but there's also the side um, of of they 
are meant to support uh, democracy and, mm-hmm. and democratic participation, yes. meaning that it's their responsibility and their mandate to make sure that all of us, um, communities, business sector, um, knowledge institutions, universities and so on, mm-hmm. participate in decision making, um, are part of, are consulted and, and deeply consulted about what happens and how investments are made, how decisions are made and mm-hmm. budgeting and so on. So yeah, that's where we come in and um, the, the Young Planners and Designers uh, essay competition was precisely about supporting the local government level to include young people, um, getting a sense of what young people are thinking about the future um, of our cities and it became so much more important because the competition happened just as we were going into lockdown mm-hmm. and as much as it was a dark and uncertain time, it became a great opportunity to really get the ideas of, of young people around how they envision their future cities. I like that. What did you find in, I like the fact that there's research and development going into this so that by the time whatever implementations are done at high level, they come from expert advice, right? There's research. I'm interested in what did you find? You guys, there's a lot of findings, just like they catch. But what did you find when you looked at young people and their understanding of the inclusiveness with democracy, their mandate, and your mandate as yeah. trying to reach your objective? What's the attitude from young yeah. people? What's so exciting, you know, you usually hear in different quarters that young people are uninterested, they are mm-hmm. despondent, um, they are not involved or wanting to be involved. What we are finding is that there's actually the opposite. Young people, I mean, even if you look at nationally, young people are involved in quite a lot of discussions, mm-hmm. debates. Um, they are voicing quite loud, but whether they are heard is another story, right? Mm-hmm. But what we are finding from the essay competition, some of the entries, oh my God, such exciting um, thoughts, mm-hmm. opinions, critiques. Um, young people who are in the spaces of architecture, urban planning, urban mm-hmm. development, urban governance, making really really pointed critiques about the way things are done now to say that perhaps you know like you know we always say that South Africa's got a lot of wonderful policy but when it comes to implementation it seems like we tend to hit a wall why is that and young people are saying you know what it's it's about the actual system within which positive things are supposed to happen that system does not reward the kind of city practice and the kind of city planner um, that that can drive transformation, that can transform space, that can transform the economy, that can transform society, right? And they are saying we need different techniques. We need to deepen the way that um, city governments, local governments include, and that young people, we've got great ideas. Young people have ideas about how uh, you can make cities greener uh, by leveraging public transport and linking that to human settlement. So very wonderful ideas about how you can completely transform society mm-hmm. and and make cities more efficient young people making um, you know very great arguments about city sustainability and greening mm-hmm. to say that these are some of the techniques that you could use how do you make streets more walkable um, how do you make um, city environments it's more than just a street mm-hmm. uh, for 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 car traffic um, they should be public transport there 
there that is safe and affordable. Yes. Um, the, the street should be something that links to other things. It's not just brick and mortar. It's not just a street for the sake of a street, Absolutely. but something that can drive uh, social cohesion, mm. social interaction between people. Also safety, because the more you have eyes on the street mm. and everybody feels like they own the space, everybody feels safer. So driving very, very, very key points about mm. integrated planning, uh, integrated implementation, that a human settlement unit should be working with a planning unit. It shouldn't be just about houses and top structures, but how does that housing link to job opportunities, Fantastic. to education, mm -hmm. um, to public space, safe Fantastic. public space, parks, mm -hmm. pavements, and things like that, so that you are building a society. You're not just delivering services by components. Okay. Water is not just water. It brings you know? me, yeah. I don't want to cut you. I want to actually carry on from you. It brings me to my next question. Your finding is that young people are actually very involved. It's not that they're disinterested. You guys are there, I find that one of the things you guys are doing, you're bridging a gap between decision makers in, 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 in high local or provincial government mm -hmm. and society, right? Now, where do you find, it's youth month, I'll write you this focus on just briefly. Where do you find now, you, you guys do the research, you find that, look, young people have got a lot to contribute, but there, there, there is an element or there's a perception that they're despondent. Where is the perception, where it's coming from, I would imagine it's from largely the decision makers at the top level. Where is that gap not being bridged and why Why that perception? Because this brings me going into elections now. Yep. The last elections we had, and this is so relevant, the last elections we had, half of the people that did not vote were eligible were young people. Mm. And that has a lot to do with decision making, where they yeah. feel like, no, we are, we do have something to contribute, but we mm. feel as if it's not getting there, whether it's landing on the wrong ears. Mm. Now, when it comes to the decision makers, when you guys go up there and say, listen, guys, this is what's actually from the ground. Africa's with the youngest nation in the world yeah. of young people. Where do you find that? The connection, I don't want to say between the old, let me just say between the decision makers and those innovative ideas yeah, that are yeah. there that can benefit cities. Where is the stumbling block between getting young people involved or them feeling that they become part of the budget speech or when when, when council calls people to come through for whatever yeah. they need? You don't find young people going there. Mm -hmm. what, what is it that's making young people feel as if with all the great ideas we have, I'd rather go overseas yeah. or, or or I'd rather go work in Sandton, or the, the moment I get uh, my degree, I'm moving out of the guys. I don't feel I need to, I can, I, yeah. I can contribute in any way. Why is that gap? Okay, so you, you mentioned something very key and very important, that Africa is, very, is a very young continent. Mm. That's no different for South Africa and for South African cities. Mm. So the nine metros that we, we, we engage with in our research and that are members of our network, so eight of the big metros are members of our network, um, so it is Ekuruleni, wow. our favorite. Nice, nice. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got City of Johannesburg, mm -hmm. we've got City of Tswane, which is um, Pretoria, yes. we've got Etewini, nice. uh, we've got Nelson Mandela Bay, we've got uh, Mangaung, which is Bloemfontein, and we've got Buffalo City, which is East London, wow. and Msunduzi, Peter Maritzburg. Wow. Yeah. So those are our participating or member cities. And, you know, in those cities. Those are 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Vibrant cities with a lot of opportunity, mm-hmm. and you know, our research actually shows that average incomes in those in those cities in in South African mm-hmm. cities and towns. Mm-hmm. So right now, I'm talking about cities because we are the cities network. Absolutely. But we've got other types of municipalities. Mm-hmm. You've got towns. You've got what what is called in a formal sense intermediary cities, which is the smaller towns. Yes. Your Richards Bays. Yes. Your 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 Rustenburgs. Okay. And then you've got local municipalities. You've got district municipalities. Mm-hmm. We work at the level of the large metros, okay. which um, tend are the drivers of the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the industriousness that's happening in our country, and a lot of what feeds into our economy it's happens in those yeah, yeah happens in those cities. So in Gauteng, you've got uh, you've got three metros in in one province. Mm-hmm. You've got Ekurulen, you've got Joburg, you've got Swane, right? Mm-hmm. And those are big economic actors. Those are big, um, and you know, local levels are administrative space. So let me go back to your question. Mm-hmm. Um, 37% of, yeah, South African cities have youthful populations of up to 37% to 40% mm-hmm. of urban populations are people between the ages of 18 and 35. Um, at the same time, um, as young people voice quite, um, you know, on a lot, they are recognized as a vulnerable group. So what are vulnerable groups? Some vulnerable groups include people that are historically excluded, Mm -hmm. including women, children, Mm -hmm. people living with disabilities, migrants, um, youth. Mm -hmm. So um, you know what comes with being a marginalized population is exclusion, exclusion from space, exclusion from economy, exclusion from decision-making processes as well. And And our policy in South Africa recognizes that everybody must participate. Everybody must be part of, um, you know, so where the disconnect happens is... Is, is, is precisely within the systems as well, where I don't know whether they are positioned to be able to absorb what is expressed, because it's one thing to consult. You know, there's different levels of participation, right? Mm-hmm. Participation can be consultation. Yeah. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Um, your level of being able to input on that is quite limited. What you do with that yes. Then there's working together where we co-create. Yes. The institution working together with society, mm-hmm. working together with you know different sectors of society. Absolutely. We're making decisions together. It's what we call cooperative governance. You know, and there's there's deeper and deeper levels of participation. What you normally find, and what our institutions and our systems tend to be built for. Mm is more the consultative mm. part of participation. And we're saying, we're saying go deeper. Yes. Involve people in decision making. Bring people into what, let's look at the budget and decide together how to structure and where to invest, you know. Things of that nature, so much deeper than just, so we need to, I wouldn't say that it's not there. Mm. I wouldn't say that there's a complete disconnect. Mm. But, you know, when we look at different cities, they're at different places in terms of how they are running their mm-hmm. participation processes. Some cities are having great success in, in, in engaging. So, so, yeah. so, you know, it's, it's, it's different contexts and that why, that's why you ha- your approaches have to um, be tailored for each city context. So you've got cities that have um, a challenge with gangsterism. Okay. F- 
uh, illicit firearms, young people who are exposed, they are both the big victims and perpetrators uh, of crime and violence. And so sometimes it's difficult to engage in those kinds of settings uh, for obvious reasons. Sometimes this is, you know, yeah, you know, and you know, you need to find a way to bridge that. Um, some cities have uh, great mechanisms that they've had for over 20 years, mm-hmm. tried and tested methods that they run. Some cities are in the beginning stages of thinking about, okay, how do... So that's where we come in because we said that we are a knowledge um, mm. analysis, research, so intelligence. So we have to... Me. Yeah, so we have to develop practical tools Customize. to support um, the cities to be able to be receptive to what they hear mm. and what they see. Um, so we've got like small tools like how to uh, how to run a community engagement process. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to run a community engagement process mm-hmm. with village elders. You have to be aware of the cultural differences and how oh, you engage. Yes, but when you're engaging with young people, again, it's a different it's set a different of variety. tools that you need. So <clears throat> just for an example, one of our participating cities, the city of Johannesburg, they were doing um, an upgrade of a city park in the inner city. And part of the process was designing a very specific and deep participation process Mm -hmm. of, okay, the profile of people who live in this area, mostly young, Mm. and it's not always families, it's different familiar familiar familial setups mm-hmm. right how do you engage children around what that park should look like oh, yeah, and what yes. purpose it should serve oh, yes. how do you engage teenagers young adults around what their needs are Your of the park are they a problem as soon as for you young adults guys like- <laughs> 18 to 25. There's so much potential there that I think is untapped, and I tend mm. to I, I tend to want to stay away from viewing young people as a problem. Yes. In a lot of cases, it's just a case of they are not understood, and nobody is talking to them in a language that they understand and that makes sense to them. So mm. yeah, it's quite important for cities <clears throat> and institutions to learn the different ways of engaging with different members and citizens of the city. Fantastic. Yeah. Young planners and designers, digital publications, the competition that um, you guys ran. Yeah. Tell me more about that. As a program so, manager, in fact, yeah. what do you, what are you dealing with? So, so I'm the pro- overall program manager for Inclusive Cities. Okay. Uh, the Youth pro- Project is uh, one of our interventions that we do in recognition of the fact that cities have to drive participation and democracy and that it is our role to assist them in bettering their processes of so doing so um what we found so i am i had a wonderful such a a brilliant young lady named Kuluhelo Mukhere who was the intern in the program of the time she was actually the project manager because for us we thought it was important for the whole process to be run by young people from start to end Absolutely. whether it's the young person who is coordinating um, the project itself mm-hmm. calling for the different essays and and you know helping with the judging and adjudication mm-hmm. and so on mm-hmm. and that was such a, a wonderful process and it Proved the need um, for 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 platforms and spaces where young people can express and where they are expressing ideas of such quality that you want to see those ideas manifest in the different ways um, that uh, their cities are doing things. We had a lot of entries from young people 
in Durban, young people in 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 in, in Pretoria. Um, so the different university communities, we drove the entries there. So we filtered quite a lot of messaging to the planning and architecture departments of various universities and institutions across the country. And so much brilliance. And yeah, I feel like the future is in good hands. You know, yeah. Like when you when you look at some of the ideas, and and so that's why I like to I I, I prefer not to uh, view young people as a as a problem or a challenge. You know, they are change makers, um, people who, um, yeah, people are going, who are going to change this country and who are going to change their cities. And it is my hope that um, the people who are in the position of decision making um, are paying attention and looking and looking how to tap into um, the potential that the young people of South Africa and of South African cities uh, have and can contribute. All right, I'm sitting with the one only Ms. Amos Payne. Um, she's a program manager for the hashtag Digital Dash Young Brands and Designers, the Smart well, the South African Cities Network, the program manager for that. And we're looking at it's Youth Month. And you know, I've been following um, the South African Cities Network online, I think for my, about six months now. And I've just been glued to it. Hence, I was like, let me send them an email and invite them to the show. Okay. Here's what I want to know. And this is what everybody wants to know. How can young people get involved? Uh, guys, I went online. It's You guys have got a brilliantly user-friendly website. I like the fonts. I like the wording. I like, you know, it is, it is, look, for example, I'm on, I'm on hashtag digital dash. It's yeah, the top eight. Yeah. Lean thinking. Dream. Delft Cape Town, the future of Durban, steering change, more than a ticking box. Yep. This sounds like something a young person would be like, hey, let me get onto this. Now, how can young people, or what type of young people can get into this, and why should they get into this? You know, someone might be listening and say, hey, this sounds like something that is out of my grasp. Yeah. Mm, but I mean, because young people have got data, guys, by taking that. But it's a little shimmy in a city. So how can they should be involved? How can they become a part of this? So TNA as SACN, we've got uh, various. So we've got a, a big youth, youth centered, youth centered project. Lapo, it digital dash, and the young planners and designers competition is just one facet. And in that facet, we we engage with young people who are already in the field. So they are students. Um, they are new practitioners within the cities. They are working at the municipal level. Um, they are students of architecture, planning, development, and related fields. And then we have another um, project, which is called the Youth and City Space Project, mm. where we engage with young people who come from uh, different levels of experience in terms of education, uh, different fields that are not necessarily related to what we do. Because we see the need uh, for all young people <coughs> to be able to get familiar and understand uh, local government systems yeah. so that they are empowered. It's, it's, it's one thing to participate. It's one thing to voice. It's one thing to, you know, contribute. But when you are empowered and you've got the knowledge and you've got the understanding, mm. um, you know, it has <clears throat> so much more impact. So within that program, we call on 
of young people from different backgrounds um, who may not necessarily feel like they know anything about architecture, spatial design, and all these, you know, flowery terms that we have um, in our field. But they are also urban residents. They are also supposed to reap um, the benefit of living in cities. And therefore, just by virtue of that, um, it's important for them to be part of the process and it's important for them to to participate and to add their voice. So for us, we invite young people from all walks of life because for us also, it's an exchange. We don't just engage with young people to kind of extract from them ideas and things. We also want to learn from them. We also, you know, you said that we come from a from a from an expert view. For us, we view those people in communities as the experts on what should happen with regards to development in their own spaces. So when you empower young people, um, so we've worked with young people to teach them um, different methods of research, different methods of gathering evidence, because we've said that um, you know. What you find, and one of the key challenges of of implementation in our country, is is that sometimes we implement from the perspective of what we think is needed, mm-hmm. and and that's why you have you you have situations where now you know communities are burning properties, and it's because I don't know it's that. I wouldn't say a failure to listen, but the challenge of, of being able to pick up what's happening on the ground and, and being responsive to that and what you deliver. When a community says they need a clinic and, and you deliver <coughs> a park, you know, um, and, and so it's important to also go to the ground and get the local expertise from people. That means that when you invest billions into infrastructure, it's not water down, it's not money down the drain because if you've consulted and you've you had a deep um, participative process with communities that means sustainability that means that thing will exist for long because it's been in partnership with in co-creation with communities rather than something that is top down and then six months down the line has been burnt down and that's money down the drain it's also about runs and cents it's also about yeah saving and and being efficient with with limited resources especially in an economy that has contracted um, um, under COVID and even prior fantastic stuff I'm sitting with the program manager for the South African Cities Network hashtag digital dash Mrs. Pelele Ngobese um, I'm going to play a song I'm going to take a short music break when I come okay. back um, I just want to when we close it's exactly half past one right now when we close I would like you to give us your details and take us through the online process in terms of how young people, and in fact, the media, I work for the media, I want to speak about what role can we play, mm-hmm. we here for you guys, what role can we play, and how young people can go online and get involved. I'm with the one and only Spelele, Mrs. Pelele Gobes, the program manager responsible for the South African Cities Network, hashtag digital dash. I hope you guys are having a great youth month. Youth day, I got for you guys. I'm not that one, I'm Right, this is the one and only Luasi. Revolutionaries die 
Sounds of Zabalaza, the one and only Tandy. So I'm Mazwai. I'm sitting with the one and only Miss Pelele Gobes. Right, so I'm gonna get straight into it. Firstly, before we went on to the break, before was with what role can media play in working? I mean, I'm all about eco-operative, Christianity yes, governance. Yes. You know, I've been following you guys, and yeah. I'm in the media space. How can we be a tool? 
for you guys to drive your objective? Um, it's doing things exactly like this and I think I must uh, actually just start by appreciating you for uh, inviting us. Thank you so much. These are uh, opportunities that, 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 that are very wonderful for us to be able to communicate mm. and share the messaging. I mean, you mentioned that local government elections are coming up. Mm. These are exactly some of the issues that we need to be plugged in on. In order to, yeah, in order to make our decisions You're in right. terms of how we make the decision to vote, uh, we must be very clued up and very have our eyes open mm. as to the issues that we should be having our pulse on. Mm. Smart cities, human settlements, water sanitation, uh, safe, affordable transport, inclusion mm. in decision making, budgeting, mm. not just, hey guys, we're going to be doing a park here. No, show us the budget. Okay. Uh, tell us, um, you know, how is this going to link to an, a local economy and how will young people in this area um, benefit? It needs to be um, a much more networked way of mm. thinking and that it's important for communities you know sometimes um, now I'm speaking as a voter I'm speaking as Absolutely. a citizen sometimes we think our responsibility ends with casting the vote mm. Um, mm. it does not and and I think the time like now where COVID is showing us so much um, that has gone wrong in terms of our governance and government systems it, it's a lesson for us even mm. as voters mm. to to try to stay involved and plugged in throughout the process not just on the day of casting the vote um, you know how do you engage and communicate with your your local councillor how do you make sure that he takes um, what you have said to those to those offices and rooms that you have sent him how is he accountable um, and how do we hold ourselves accountable as well to say that am I an active citizen am I involved so you know as much as we invite and we really want to stress the point around inviting other people to be involved in these processes and to not think of them as things that are not for us, things mm. that are, you know, for those people over there. It's yes. not, guys. Fantastic. Let's all get involved. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Now, how would one go online? What are the platforms that okay. young people can go online and so, register? <clears throat> so, you go to sacities.net. Mm. That's our website where you can find a lot of our resources, reports, mm. um, data. We've also got uh, an open data platform called uh, Skoda mm -hmm. that is where we deposit a lot of like interesting stats um, about cities whether you're looking for stuff about safety about transport about mm -hmm. the built environment mm -hmm. bulk services and things like that so it's quite exciting you get to play around with data you you, you look at different data sets mm -hmm. and, you mix them. and you know what I found so exciting is that since COVID like ordinary people like you and myself have mm -hmm. become so much more interested interested in, in evidence and data. We've learned the importance mm. of accurate, um, up-to-date and, and, and trustworthy data. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the point, again, that I want to raise is that um, it's important for us to, 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 to place uh, good information mm. at the forefront of what we are doing. You know, we come from a time where, you know, um, in our society, we've thought that no guys we've, we've, we've produced enough reports
reports, we've produced enough policy, mm. we've, let's just implement. But implement what? Mm. We must be clear. Because it's money. Rents and cents. It must make sense, you know? And so it's important for driving that point around evidence and why we um, have really structured our programs around empowering young people on how to gather evidence mm. so that when they identify problems in, to solve in their communities, you're not solving the wrong problem. Absolutely. Where you are, you're still going to have the same problem remaining, or you just move the problem down the street to the next neighborhood. That's not what we want. We want, you know, uh, solutions that fit the problem. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure because of time I have to cut this, but this cannot be the last time you and I communicate. Definitely. There's lots happening. I want to be one of you guys' media partners, and I'm so glad, guys. LinkedIn <laughs> works, guys. Yeah, yeah. Online works. Go on there, have a look at what is available. So what I would like to do, I've got your details. Yeah. I would like us to be going into the elections now. And um, we, I would like... Email? Yes, yes. So my email is sipelele, S-I-P-E-H-E-L-E-L-E, at sacities.net. And you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at SACities Network. Fantastic stuff. And let me tell you guys something. I'm going to be chatting to them again, hopefully next month. I want to chat. I want to be able to chat to you guys each and every Anytime. month. Anytime. Fantastic stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go straight back into the extra lap smash. Please greet your listeners.